Now I can see you. Oh, hey. What's going on, dude? He's got a backdrop now. I know, man. I did. I've been. I was sitting on an old, rock, literally like, I think it was my grandmother's mother's rocking chair. This old wooden thing. And I was sitting on it for, for the first forty nine episodes, and I was like, finally, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> so I went and got a chair, and I was like, while I'm at it, and so I got a microphone, I flipped the desk around, got a backdrop, had some lighting, and I was like. Get with the times, man. So, yeah. Um, this is the first episode that I'm using an actual microphone, so we'll see how I that... I can tell the audio is great. Oh, really? Awesome. That means... Okay, that means it's going to come through perfect. Awesome. I'm excited about that. So, um, yeah. It's uh, 5.15 this time. Let's, uh, I know you got stuff to do, so we'll uh, we'll call it at 6. And um, okay. welcome to Robcast. The floor is yours. Uh, for everyone that doesn't know Rob, Rob works for NASA and he 3D prints rockets. He's a mad scientist. And um, today, screw it, Rob, introduce yourself. Okay, uh, so um, last time I was on, talked more about like my, my home projects, but you, you had said you know you wanted to kind of scratch the surface more on, like a lot of people don't know what like the, the current NASA program is, what its goals are and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I was going to focus on that mainly. Um, one thing for sure, uh, I should mention is any opinion I give is not the opinion of the agency. Yep. Um, that's just, you know, your standard disclaimer, um, or, uh, uh, any conclusion that I draw is not necessarily a public, uh, like that, that's, that's not necessarily the real explanation. That's, that's an opinion more. Yes. So most most things I say are, are going to be an opinion for okay. the most part. Okay. Uh, even statements about like the whole mission because stuff like that changes and stuff and uh, it's always uh, an evolving process. Yeah. So um, I sent you the, the video. Watched it several uh, I, times. I assume you watched it. Several uh, times. You commented on it. So uh, the the current the current program is called Artemis. Uh, at NASA. So I work in the ground support. Um, in ground support, uh, we handle all the stuff related to setting up the rocket, um, getting any payloads. Um, there may be like an additional payload, like a, a lunar lander, um, anything like that, getting that ready to go and uh, set up on whatever vehicle it's going to go up on. Because the cool thing about Artemis versus like any other NASA program is it isn't just us. There's, there's a new frontier kind of. So um, the commercial and public market kind of get to work together to push forward exploration. So one of the, the things that we at NASA and uh, uh, the exploration ground systems by extension uh, kind of get laid into online a lot is cost and all sorts of things because it is a government program. Mm -hmm. um, our rocket is the space launch system. It's a big orange rocket, kind of shuttle derived, um, uses a lot of uh, updated, upgraded, and uh, evolved hardware. A lot of people say it's like recycled, but at this point, none of it's really the same anymore as it mm -hmm. used to be. Mm -hmm. um, so on the surface, if you were to look at it, you would see, you know, orange tank, solid boosters on the side, looks pretty normal. But 
in reality, there's a lot of uh, under the hood upgrades, like the the material of the tank in the middle is stronger than mm. it was during Shoal. Uh, it's way way taller. Yeah. Um, it's huge. The, uh, the assembly building. Yeah, it is. It is huge, and that that's one thing. Like the people who work on who worked on shuttle, which it it's a it's a wide rocket, but it's not very tall, and it's still pretty large. Uh, they occasionally get to go see some of the the actual flight hardware or the training aids or whatever, um, or the buildings that things are even being built in. And they're like, wow, this is really, really big. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's enormous. It's, it's one of those things that even like working on it, like when, when we get to see something like drive up or whatever, it, it gives you a new respect for how big it actually is. So, um, the, the core stage, which is the orange part in the middle, is uh, 28 feet, just about around. It's like 8.4 meters in diameter. And then it's 212 feet long. So it's almost a whole football field long. And it's just one piece. Um, and, you know, that, that combined with the boosters, and the boosters are almost as tall as that. So they're, they're bigger than shuttle, which, again, if you're just looking at a picture of it, you go, oh, okay, well, that looks like the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you know, it's, it's stretched, it's more powerful, it's, it's bigger, and uh, it has a totally different mission, uh, and a different mission than a lot of the other uh, launch vehicles out there. So, like I said, it's a, it's a commercial and public partnership. So SLS is one part of it, and then there's the commercial part. Mm-hmm. And when you, uh, when you get like multiple agencies kind of working together, you can have uh, you can have more frequent launches. So All right. we uh, and you know back to Apollo, you have uh, one rocket basically. So everybody going to the moon essentially, and all hardware going to the moon during that time frame was going on a Saturn V. Mm-hmm. So everything had to go in one go, one launch. You couldn't get anything there ahead of time. You had to go with everything you needed, and then when you leave, you take everything with you basically that mm-hmm. you can and you leave anything you don't need behind. Mm-hmm. So there you, you can already see it's like a, it's a camping trip. Yes. So uh, the whole idea of Artemis is uh, Artemis is the, the sister of Apollo, like in Greek mythology. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and, and the, the goddess of the moon. So the, the whole theme is going to the moon and staying. So, uh, setting up a long-term presence on another celestial body. Mm-hmm. And the moon's really close. It only takes three days to get there. And it is, uh, you know, because it's so close, you can communicate quickly. There's frequent windows to be able to go there. Mm-hmm. Where with, like, Mars or Venus, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're on annual or uh, uh, every two years pace. But with the moon, you can go basically once a month. Um, so we have, uh, like I said, the, the SLS, then we have, you know, commercial partners who can help launch other parts and where that comes in and staying mm-hmm. is we can put resources up there ahead of time. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, um, that's what the video said was, sorry, it's sorry to interrupt. Can you hear that? My laptop fans going hey, haywire. Can you hear that? Yeah. No, as long no. as you can't hear it, it's fine. Cause that means it won't come up on the... 
Yeah. No, yeah, it's going. I was just thinking, I was like, the hell is that? Yeah, no, the video said that's what, it definitely seems a lot more, um, it's almost, the analogy I could use is, um, it's, it's almost a little more like Air Force One. Like Air Force One brings a lot with it. You know, it's tailed by two C5 galaxies that have the motorcade in it. But ahead of Air Force One, hours, days, and even weeks are the Secret Service, are different military uh, detachments. It's a lot of it is already there. Like it's all ready for it. And that's what the that's what the uh, the NASA video is saying about the SLS is like a lot of the stuff is going to be like there, almost like turnkey. Like we just got to get the humans there, like vehicles, experiments. Yeah. It's going to have the orbiting station. So. Uh... Yeah, yeah, so, so that's a good segue into it. The, uh, the SLS can do crew, and that's like it's uh, one of its big strong suits is it's, it's uh, crew rated. Mm-hmm. So to pass the, um, I guess the standard, you could say, to fly people on something, you need to be able to certify that it's safe enough to fly people. Mm. Um, so that's like uh, uh, if something breaks, there has to be a certain number of other things that can continue working to resume the mission or maintain the mission mm-hmm. um and, and like uh as like priority there's like uh there's like loss of mission i think there's like loss of uh vehicle and then there's loss of crew like for severity mm-hmm. uh, most systems are made to fault and still maintain the the mission but that the, in the end the idea is that's supposed to be a decision not a your force. Yeah. So like Apollo 13, um, what you run into with that is they have everything in one basket. Mm-hmm. They get to the moon. They have an issue. There is no fix for any of that. Yeah. You know? But in an Artemis type situation, you could foresee that they may be able to um, fix that scenario and stop and be resupplied. Um, because there are more launch providers. There are more um, people who are capable of sending resources and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, if if you were going to go on like a camping trip or something, you have uh, you have kind of two options. There's like the glamping side where you go to a campground and let's say there's an electrical outlet there for you, and that's it. You know, if yeah. there's just an electrical outlet and maybe a grill stuck in the ground, mm-hmm. that's a way nicer experience than going to just the middle of the woods basically yeah. like yeah. it's a way cleaner and easier thing to do yeah and just having those few things makes it that much easier yeah. so you can imagine if you're going to a place where you literally have nowhere to stay except the thing you arrive in and you cannot go out of it yeah okay that extra space and resources and everything really extends what you can do so mm-hmm. uh what, what we're going to have coming up, so Artemis right now, the, the like kind of short-term goal is to get people on the surface in 2024. Ahead of that, you got to get everything ready. So if we want them to go, we want it to be meaningful. Hmm. You know, we want them to get there and be able to do a lot because it's expensive um, to put resources up there. So as a part of that, um, if you can put things up there ahead of time, you can extend their stay. So the first thing that's going to go up is called the power and propulsion element. And this is the first piece of the deep space gateway, which is our space station around the moon. Such a cool name. Uh, 
I know, right? This yeah, is so badass. Science fiction style stuff. Yeah, but, deep space and, and gateway. It gets, even, it gets even crazier because it's the the power of propulsion type element of a uh, like a new type of crewed spacecraft. It uh, it's like um, it's like a drive section, a power bank, and everything that needs to support the rest of the spacecraft. It's almost like a if you're going to build something, you can build it modular. So if you mm-hmm. upgrade, you can change it out or whatever. So by building this thing, they uh, they can supply any future modules is the idea with one big module, which mm-hmm. also has an engine set on it. So it has a series of ion engines oh. that, yeah. So they're electric engines that jump, they use a, uh, like a xenon fuel. Yeah, xenon ion okay. thruster. Yeah. yeah. They energize it and they shoot it out the back at relativistic speeds, like near light speed. Basically. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a lot of thrust, but it's but they can forever for weeks. For yeah, it's yeah. That's that's yeah. Just for anyone listening, that's that's one cool thing about ion thrusters is yeah, is it's 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 not a lot. Isn't it only? It's the equivalent of almost like maybe this is a different kind of engine. It's almost the equivalent of like putting your hand on a table like that downward yeah. force, but instead of firing for 10 minutes or five minutes it can fire for weeks and months and because you're in space any any change to you know any acceleration you don't lose that so if you can just do a little bit it goes sorry i keep interrupting you sorry oh no no, it's fine it's fine uh so it uh it it just allows you to keep accelerating you know and that that like uh in the moon environment because it's uh uh, it's a little more variable. Um, it's hard to maintain certain orbits around the moon. So when Apollo went, it was in a very low orbit. Um, and it, because it's so low to the ground, the, the moon's really lumpy, mm-hmm. and it makes that unstable. So if they wanted to stay going around for uh, uh, weeks or months, then they would eventually have to do engine burns to correct that. Mm. So having ion thrusters means they can... Uh, they can be kind of constantly fine-tuning it a little bit, um, and it gives them more lifespan because mm-hmm. you're more fuel efficient. Um, you you don't wear out the, the engine as much because it's made to run for months. Um, and that that propulsion element means that if they have a point of interest and there's like uh, a landing scheduled to go somewhere, they can correct the gateway orbit to pass closer or whatever ahead of it and they can kind of recon areas oh damn uh yeah so and in the video it kind of shows this too where uh, apollo went around uh i don't have a globe sadly but apollo went around the moon more like this mm-hmm. and uh a is going to go over it like over the top and bottom okay and it, it does this because as the moon is turning underneath as you go around like this, you kind of stay stationary like this, and the moon's twisting, so you can cover the entire surface. No. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so every time you go around, you can imagine it like tweaks a little bit, uh-huh. and then it just keeps doing that until you go all the way around. I'm, I'm listening. Sorry, plugging uh, this in. Oh, sorry. Keep talking. I'm, I'm plugging in my laptop. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh, um. Going over the moon instead of around it. 
Yeah, with, with that extra coverage, you can uh, you can go more places. And one really big, interesting place is the South Pole because there's known presence of water mm-hmm. which you can use to make oxygen. Uh, you can grow plants. You can ha- make rocket fuel. So oh. it is a really valuable resource. Yeah. Um, so it, there's a lot of interest in being able to go and study the surface there. Uh, and having a station that you can go and you can meet up with and uh, from there you can go down and then back up and then leave and then bring more stuff for next time is really, really valuable. So yeah. 2022, uh, you've got power and propulsion basically arriving. Then you have a, a logistics module, which is like a, like a docking port hub and it has like a little bit of living space. Uh, then on top of that, you get a uh, um, an Orion crewed spacecraft will come in uh, mm. basically that year, and it'll dock with it. And you'll have the gateway with crew on board able to check it out and make sure that uh, uh, everything's working. Holy cow. Science experiments around the moon. And again, Apollo is like camping trip. You're there for like a week. Uh-huh. This is a month. That's crazy. So... So these astronauts are going up there. They're doing all sorts of stuff. They're, they have, a, you know, next generation communications cameras. You know, it, it's going to be really, really exciting to see, like, 1080p videos yeah. going around in, like, a live stream. Yeah. Right yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, the video is going to be insane. Yeah. And, and a big part of a lot of the stuff is, like, outreach opportunities. So, like, being able to talk to people. On the, on the ground, being able to take experiments from universities and stuff. Yeah. Um, all of that's a part of it. So the first SLS mission that we're working on right now uh, should fly in the next couple of years and is the first test flight of the entire thing. So it's mm-hmm. never flown before. It's brand new. Everybody wants to go real slow and make sure everything works mm-hmm. on the first try. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, contrast, though, even though we haven't been flying as much, there's kind of a new doctrine within NASA of like test, test, and test until you reach a uh, a really really high degree of confidence in the system. Yeah. As opposed to it, seeing if it works and then improving. <laughs> yeah. So happen, but uh, there's a lot more emphasis on that first try, uh, making it go right, uh, because there's a lot of eyes on us and everything, and everyone wants to make sure we succeed because then they feel like we wasted our time and money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we go pretty slow, but we still make a lot of incremental progress. Mm-hmm. And where one division is going slow, so right now, um, most of the first SLS rocket is done. Um, the, the core is mm-hmm. completed. It's in testing. It's going to be fired for eight and a half minutes of uh, engine burn later this year. Which is going to be amazing because yeah. it's you know the largest rocket fired in a, in a very long time. It's going to be insane. Yeah. Uh, that uh, our boosters are arriving later in the summer, basically. So, uh, uh, pending weather and stuff, which uh, they they kind of keep a, an eye on that and they move them depending on when the weather is good and stuff. So if there's like a hurricane coming in, mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to have a train outside. Mm-hmm. With, uh, yeah oh yeah yeah Uh, but those are those are built and done and ready to ship basically they're they're finished on top of that we have uh, an orion spacecraft that is being tested in ohio 
and it's coming back. It's done. It's just, you know, they make sure it's all good. So they put it in a vacuum chamber. They cook it like it's in the sun for all day. And then they, they chill it down to space temperatures and everything. And they do back and forth, making sure it's all it's all working. Uh-huh. So it's there now. And it's kind of in the middle towards the end of its testing. So it's coming back pretty soon. Then uh, we also have our upper stage, which is already at KSC now. And adapter piece that goes between the upper stage and the Orion. So all of the parts basically are, are there. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of putting them together and making sure we uh, we have everything tested up and ready to go. Um, Dude, we're going in then, a space race 2.0. Yeah. And on top of that, the, the second one of each and every single one of those parts is in production. So the, the second core stage oh. is like making really good progress on uh, completion. The, the engines for it are already ready. Uh, the... Um, the boosters, I think they had a recent press release where they cast some of the last of them, uh, the propellant for them. Mm-hmm. So they, they're pretty far along. It's it's pretty amazing, like, the progress that goes on. It's just that uh, until recently, we haven't had as much, like, really good uh, presence online mm. and in the media. Mm. And with uh, with the new administrator, a lot of that started to change where he's he's seen a lot of the value, like, uh, SpaceX plays a great social media. Yeah, game. yeah. They... Because they're, they're so known. And NASA was not playing that game. And in reality, reality, the the hardware is not that much different. Mm-hmm. The, um, the capabilities are pretty different. But the, uh, um, the presence online was just so one-sided for a while that it, it I mean... It absolutely is. Nobody, it yeah, absolutely nobody knew all this great work still. Yeah, it's that's that's definitely one thing that yeah, not only does and not, not promoting SpaceX and not, not putting NASA down, that's just one thing that SpaceX just like not only do they have a presence, they have like not even among space companies, like just in general, they have a fantastic yeah. presence. And yeah, the NASA SLS, I was like when I started looking up stuff about this probably in like November, December, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, wait, what is, I was like, this isn't, I thought it was like a clickbait thumbnail when I first saw it, like last Thanksgiving, I was like, that's not real. But yeah. And like, I'm online all day, every day. And I, I had, I had almost, I, not almost, I hadn't heard of it. That's, um, yeah, that's definitely something that, yeah, I want to see NASA do more of. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I make, <laughs> file my complaint as a citizen. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that was my complaint, too, and we have surveys and stuff, and one of mine was, we need a better presence, you yes. know, we need, like, all this stuff, and now it's, like, it's kind of a, a whole new game on it, where, like, uh, all the, the bus tour that you go on at Kennedy uh, for the public to go see all the, the facilities, they have uh, they have one where they talk about all the people, and it, it's cool, because I can ride the bus, like with uh, like friends or family because they want to come visit the space center, uh-huh. and I see my coworkers on the the video, you know, on yeah. the bus where they're talking about what they do and yeah. how the whole system works and stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's a uh, it's great. I mean, like just yesterday, uh, if you know who Lindsay Sterling is, the violinist, uh, she's like really she's like really big, I guess in like uh, um, in the violin world. 
but like her her music a lot of uh, a lot of younger people really like so um she uh she ended up doing a music video on top of the launch control center oh uh that's crazy a month or so ago and they just finished like producing all the video for it and everything and it's the the piece of music she wrote is themed to our program artemis and that's what the album is called that she that's made. awesome so, that's um, awesome it, it's it's really cool because now all that extra stuff is kind of coming in and we have uh we have a lot more like uh um social media type events where we invite the public in where you don't need a credential you don't need anything special hmm. um so there's one coming up in ohio uh when the orion spacecraft goes to roll out that anyone can apply to and uh you, ju you just come in they have you know a badge for you and you can put it on and um the the administrator will be there and he'll be talking through they'll be given like small tours of the area and set up for the facility and be able to see actual spacecraft there too hmm. right for the ships yeah 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 you guys need to get like a um you guys need to get like a meme department because like because <laughs> like on reddit there's like spacex and like that's you know our spacex that's all right but spacex master race is hilarious and oh, yeah i would have no doubt in my mind that spacex has a hand in that it's just unofficially because you know you can't i i wouldn't openly sponsor spacex master race but like yeah like that's that's what nasa needs man you, you need like an off the books or like third party contractor get a meme division dude get a meme division you gotta go dude memes are the CIA did a research paper on the power of, uh, on the, the value of having a memetic division because oh, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's cause they talked about how it, it moves similar to a, a, it's like a cyber virus in terms of its mm -hmm. ability to jump platforms and to easily convey a message, whatever it may be. Oh. It's yeah. 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 I, I, I can say like uh, one of my coworkers and I, we, we make stuff sometimes all yeah. the time to kind of joke on each other, like uh, um, like the, some of the different uh, like Orange County Choppers meme where it's them yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah. like you know you. Or stuff. Yeah. Like really, really like high meta stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, I have to take a picture and send it to you because we both have like a file cabinet and our thing has like evolved from just like making one real quick sketching it up and then sending it over you know like uh -huh. a, a quick five minute or uh, -huh. uh to uh instead of emailing it or whatever just uh cutting it out of paper like printing it <laughs> cutting it out of paper and then sticking it you know so it, it lasts longer yeah yeah and it's like a, a trophy wall of all the, the things we've run into and you know with, there's there's bureaucracy and yeah. Organization, so yeah. There's plenty of things to joke about. Yeah. No, um, you guys need a memetic division because, yeah, not only does SpaceX have a strong presence, they, they consistently rail on NASA, and yeah. there's and there's no one punching back, like exactly. At the very exactly. least, you got to go back and throw a couple, yeah, throw a couple mean right hooks or something, because right now they're hitting and there's no one even hitting back. Yeah, well, and they're not allowed to is part of it. Like, yeah, uh, well, that's why it's got to uh, be off the books. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, funny thing, I, I actually, because I'll give tours and stuff sometimes, mm -hmm. and 
uh, you'll get like, university people in and stuff, and they'll, they'll come into the building, and I'll be talking about, like, this is all we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outside, you know, we have all these platforms. You know, explain the rocket, because, again, most people, you know, that's the orange rocket. Orange yeah. rocket bad. Yeah. <laughs> orange rocket um, bad. Orange rocket bad. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Uh, like, like I, I think those are opportunities to really like be like. So this is what it actually does. Yeah. You know, this is the actual plan. Those, I find, those are what win people over. Mm. So I've I've had uh, someone I gave a tour approach me afterwards and ask like, like ask is that is that all like really what's going on? Is is there any more? And I, I like like in the couple minutes I might have with like to chat with them or whatever at the end of the tour i mm. like explain what i can and everything and mm-hmm. they go you know i i i wasn't as much of a fan of the program initially and they, they'll they'll have a, a change of heart and they'll be like i i think it's really cool what you guys are doing it's yeah. like it's great to get that that turn once once you just have some time to talk about it mm. and and it's not a you know, it's it's not about you know an us versus them, and the program isn't even about an us versus them. I mean, you got Falcon Heavy flying, you know, like a like the power and propulsion module. You got uh, probably Atlas V from ULA flying mm-hmm. uh, the logistics module. You got um, uh, a Blue Origin launched lander uh, with a. a I don't know, ULA launched upper stage and okay. SpaceX launched uh, other parts, you know, to, to all link up with it. SpaceX could be launching communication satellites to help the mission, all sorts of things where everybody's flying different things. And then you have NASA bringing the crew and maybe extra cargo or extra equipment uh, that, that they're laying out. That's um, pretty, our, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so our, our like a, uh, like short term, to 2024 path involves uh trying to look at you know using the surface for resources mm-hmm. so one of those missions is called viper which is a, a rover that's about the size of a golf cart and it's going to go around it's going to look for water on mm-hmm. the ground so mm-hmm. we've looked at it from the air but we've never actually like sampled it um seeing how deep it goes you know like is, is it just a sheet of ice or is it like this is an iceberg that you're mm-hmm. on top of or an ice shell yeah um so Viper is going to go onto the surface, drive around, do a lot of sampling. Um, and then I can tell you, hey, don't land here. It's not worth it. Yeah. Land here. Yeah. Um, I, I think Viper is supposed to fly in like 22, 23, but that gives it plenty of time to uh, go in and find prospective landing sites too. Mm. Um, and the cool thing about that is because you have longer stay time, you can use your crew to do more things on the surface. So one of the, the lander requirements, if I remember right, is uh, multiple days on the surface. Mm. So uh, you're not talking like a, a short yeah. Apollo stay. Yeah. You're talking like, you know, a week yeah. on the ground, yeah. you know, doing whatever you need to do, exploring all sorts of areas, and then flying back up and then meeting with the, the gateway. And then you don't have to go home you're there for another three weeks so that you can analyze the results that you found. That's insane. Yeah. So, That's so, insane. And, and the, there's, there's like phases of the, uh, the, the whole mission. So there's like phase one, phase two, phase three, phase one is what, what we're doing 2024 of, you know, you got Viper on the ground searching for resources. 
We have a few other small missions. Uh, there's a commercial payload uh, sector where they want to have small class landers where you're landing like uh, like a rover the size of a microwave onto the surface. Right. Using small, uh, smaller rockets, you know, like a Falcon 9, Electron even, all sorts of uh, low weight payloads that you can maybe do a lot of like targeted science for cheaper. Like I want to go right there. Like, like CubeSats almost, but like with rovers? Yeah. Yeah, um, one of the one of the rovers I think is about this wide. Yeah. So, it, it, if you imagine like a Blu-ray player with wheels, that's basically what it, yet your your scale is on that. Yeah, and you, uh, I feel like that's probably the better approach instead of sending mm-hmm. one. You know, when you're shooting to Mars, it's a lot more like the original Apollo. It's like you got to have everything, yeah. and that I get like the Mars like I get the ones that are the size of like volkswagens like you kind of need all yeah. that but for the moon yeah i feel like that would make sense yeah targeted surgical and not i mean relative the cheap relatively you know just yeah. shoot them up and yeah. almost like a shotgun blast like generally spray that area with some cubesats little rovers like yeah so so i'm i'm gonna you, you said something really cool there and i'm gonna circle back to it but um the uh uh the, the cool part is because, you know, you can, you can target a lot of areas. You can, uh, you can figure out things faster, hmm. you know, and saying, uh, like a versus Apollo, you know, where you have to send it all in one go and it being more expensive to do that. It, it, it is a lot more expensive to do Apollo. And when you, uh, if you convert the 1960s dollars, you know, to us dollars now you end up with like the, the SLS program alone, not like Artemis as a whole, where we're like, we want to develop that and that and mm-hmm. that and do all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, you end up with one SLS is one seventh of a uh, Saturn V. Jesus. So for every Saturn, you can send seven SLS. Jesus. Basically. Well, that's, Which, that's insane. I mean, we get, yeah. Yeah. We, we get on on costs. Yeah. And then, you know, Apollo was over there with all the money ever. <laughs> Apollo literally was like blank check, like beat the Soviets. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Apollo, that was a that was an, an unusual because that was mm-hmm. yeah, that was literally we have to show we're superior. Yeah, we got beat by Sputnik, and it was like it can't happen again. Yeah. It was that was different. That was almost yeah. like post nine eleven military funding. That was like get yeah. to the moon. By the end of the decade, here's a check, John F. Kennedy, peace. Like, yeah. And, and that, that's kind of the problem with Apollo 2 is uh, it only really had one goal. Yeah. So, Get there, so the come back. The goes way up, they reach their first landing, and then the funding just falls off. With Artemis, there's like a forward plan, you know, you have, we, we want people on the ground. Once they're on the ground, they're going to be doing in situ resource science so like uh phase one like i was saying you go you set up this basic gateway station where you have a uh, um power you got small living quarters uh you have a lander and uh you can do some small experiments mm-hmm. then uh eventually which they, they've kind of teased diagrams of this in and out like what what the phasing is going to be like but then eventually you have you know more living space obviously mm-hmm. so you can stay longer you get more logistics modules, so you can have more like food arriving, mm-hmm. uh, science experiments, uh, extra things. 
propellant for that propulsion stage so you can keep it operating all yeah. sorts of stuff like that yeah it, it, i mean it, it basically becomes kerbal space program where you're like i'm gonna supply what i have now and keep it running and yeah on it. yeah and uh if you have that that uh infrastructure in place every time you come back it's better you know mm. so you can live there longer so uh you could foreseeably see like mission extension, you know, instead of 30 days, why don't we go for 60, you know, a normal space station, like cruise is, uh, I think like six months. Yeah. Now, depending on the person, sometimes they'll do a year. Yeah. You could, you could foresee uh, a gateway mission lasting a year even at that point, because I mean, we're, we're not supplying station like every day we're supplying it, you know, every, every other month. Yeah. Or so, yeah. So, if you can, if you can have a launch window every single month to go to the moon, then you can keep sending supplies over and over again. Yeah, it's it's a so, uh, an extended family. Won't give away details. An extended family member of mine has a, a lake house up in mm-hmm. pretty much the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire. It's and but that's why it's beautiful is because it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There's no one around, no light pollution. But uh, it's it's been there for several years, and it's. Every time uh, we would go up, it's like you just bring something, and it's literally like, do we have room in the like? Okay, put in like a lazy boy, or you know, put it in a microwave, or bring up toilet paper, or bring up you know tools, like. And it's kind of what I imagine would is going to be like the Artemis pro or the entire Moon program is, because every time you go, there's a little more. And at first, it was literally like the whole thing runs off literally like gas tanks. Now there's satellite internet, flat screen TV. There's, you know, and and it's, it's, there's four wheelers, there's jet skis, there's, and now it's, it's, and every time you go up, there's more and and you can stay longer and longer. And it's less, it's less like you're huffing it into the middle of nowhere. And it's more like, yeah, now it's, you go up there and it's literally, yeah. High speed Wi-Fi, watch satellite, you like movies, Netflix, like Apple TV. Now it's like, Oh, now it's we have this really cool place, and now you get to enjoy the middle of nowhere because you don't feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. You can step outside and yeah. see like moose and like you know a, a trillion stars, and then you can also come back inside and sit on Instagram and vegetate and look at memes. So it's yeah, you enjoy it more. I feel like that's what it's going to be like with the moon. Is like it's less like holy shit we're on the lunar surface like you know we literally it's like our body everything's calculated down to like the ounce and it's more Mm. it kind of loosens it up a little bit yeah more comfortable instead of just about like making it there it's about (laughs) yeah yeah so it's like uh, then you know once you can go there comfortably and you can uh you can get onto the surface and you can leave and you can come back and you can keep mm. doing this. That opens the door to uh, having a permanent, you know, research base on the ground. What are we doing that? So uh, that I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't comment on. Okay. Like, they'll actually follow okay. through with certain things and stuff because everything is uh, not going to happen until it does, kind of. Yeah, know? yeah, but, yeah. Um, the, it, there's, there's reason, you know, to see like the value in that of yeah. like. Uh, learning to live on the surface yeah. for an extended period. There was a, a, a moon resource conference or whatever. I, I, I keep meaning to, to watch uh, some of the, the talks from that. And the ULA CEO did one on that about like how the moon is really like the, the place we, we should in, 
invest in because yeah. being able to get there is uh, is really important for being able to extend our reach. So mm. um, on one of the latest manifest uh, picture things that shows uh, some of the stuff that's supposed to be coming out, it's not a, like official, it's kind of more like planning wise, mm. um, but um, it was used to talk uh, the, the topic of like how this is all going to work and it shows, you know, like 2021, 2022, 2023. And um, at least public contract wise, there's 10 SLSs that have been bought. Oh, um, damn. So the the funding for them has already been allocated and Boeing, who has been manufacturing them, is still on contract. So the third one has metal cut for it already, but not uh, finished, mm. of course. The second one has metal cut formed in tanks, which you, I mean, you can pull up online uh, that need to be covered in foam and stuff, and then continue. But um, you can you can foresee like you can churn these things out faster the more you make them. Mm. So you end up with like once a year to twice a year to three times a year, maybe more of flying these things and getting there. But there's a the the kind of interesting part is there is kind of a push pull of like I can. I can only build a space station module so fast. Yeah. So um, not being able to fly as much is okay if you don't have value in going yet. So um, one of the things with it is SLS is upgradable. So it's made yeah. to be modular. So um, it has, a, they're called block numbers. So there's block one, which we're working on now, um, which will fly through 2024, basically. Um, and block one is the basic version. Uh, it's basically meant to just fly crew. Um, it has a decent amount of like extra margin though, because it is meant to fly heavy, uh, super heavy payloads. Mm -hmm. So it has a little margin. So we throw a few uh, small satellites on to go with it as like extra cargo. Mm -hmm. But there's uh, the block one B, which is the upgraded version that has a, uh, an upper stage that's sized much larger. Yeah. Um, so this is, you know, you're talking 41 tons to the moon, basically. Um, so that that's where SLS and all the other competitors, like, fall away, basically. Mm. Um, a lot of rockets get raided, uh, and people look at the, the to low to, Earth orbit, yeah. the tons number. Which is a good grade of performance, but depending on your mission, yeah. that may not be as important. And um, I'm guilty so, of that. I've I was yeah. always like, well, I was like, we got to orbit. Let's you know, it's, it's a little bit more to the moon. I didn't realize yeah. just how much more fuel and and uh, I guess momentum force showing my true idiot here uh, to get to the moon is it's like eh, it's not the same throwing up you know space station what's that 220 miles okay geosynchronous or uh satellites thirty six thousand. i mean how far is the moon uh i i i got a computer right here so i might as well use it i guess yeah uh i think the video that you sent me said that the moon is 1000 times farther than the international yeah, space station uh, so it's going to be 220,000? 200, it's 238,000, basically 239,000 miles. Yeah, so not so, even not comparable. It's apples and oranges. Yeah. Okay. And, and the, the, the energy, the way, the way things work, you know, like with, with a rocket, it, they call it C3, mm -hmm. which is like characteristic energy. 
So that's like your real, like the meat of the performance of how much, like if I burn this thing all the way to the end, mm-hmm. how, how much energy can I get out of it? Um, and getting out of the atmosphere is one thing, but once you get up, you have to do a lot with whatever mass that you have. So um, the two big performers in that right now are United Launch Alliance and eventually us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, and kind of Blue Origin, but they have a slightly different mission uh, uh, trajectory. But like United Launch Alliance, uh, they win most of the contracts for anything above low Earth orbit which is all the more expensive things, which is why they're not going after the low Earth orbit contracts. Yeah. Yeah. So they do the Mars rovers, they do most of the GPS satellites, and they they use liquid hydrogen and oxygen, which is like, that's the most bang for your buck, efficiency-wise. So for every, you know, pound you can put up, you can get more energy out of it than you could with, like, kerosene Mm -hmm. or uh, methane or anything else. So... They use that, and we use that. Mm-hmm. Um, we use a lot more. We're actually getting, um, there's a cool time lapse online, uh, if you scroll through enough on the Kennedy YouTube or Twitter. Um, it's our new hydrogen sphere being built. So it's a giant storage tank out at the launch pad, and it, they've, they've been building it incredibly fast. Yeah. You know, it, the time lapse shows, you know, days are going by, and it's like, you know, like, like a yeah. basketball kind of, like all the different pieces going around. Okay. Um, and it, it's... Uh, it's like a million gallons of hydrogen Jesus. and there's already one out there. So that tells you how much we actually use. Yeah. Good um, Lord. Good Lord. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so as I always say with every guest, I can talk for hours and hours and hours, but you said you got stuff to do. So it's, it's almost, uh, I, can, I uh, can do maybe like 10 more minutes. Okay, cool. But just to f- kind of finish this out. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. 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 Um, yeah, no, no, no problem. Um, so the the hydrogen, the cool thing about it is, like I said, it's it's really high energy. So you get like a you, you get like a really big advantage when you're trying to go far. So in going to the moon, you know, we're 41 tons uh, translunar injection. You look at the next down, uh, which is a delta heavy, and that's like I think 10. And then Jeez. you look at the next down from that, and it's the uh, um, the Falcon Heavy, which is like six. So, a- as a comparison too, like Delta Heavy and Falcon Heavy, they- they're like decently similar. Yeah. Falcon Heavy has way more thrust. It's like twice as powerful engine-wise, mm-hmm. but it goes to show how much that efficiency, because mm. one's a hydrogen rocket, one's a kerosene rocket, mm. and how much that efficiency changes the game kind of yeah um and when you're trying to do like super heavy payloads you can fly them with our system instead of any of the others because they they just they can't do it Mm. um so that's like the real value in in putting this extra money into something like this Mm. there's i mean starship which will eventually come online but it just it doesn't have even with methane, the same performance efficiency. It, yeah. It's a lot better than what they currently have, uh, C three wise, but it's it's just not optimized for space flight. Hmm. Um, so it it may dominate the low Earth orbit game, but we are for a very long time going to dominate the the heavy lift uh, exploration class of rocket. Hmm. Um, 
So like uh, with with like a, a Falcon Heavy, uh, the ULA Vulcan that they're going to have, the Atlas Blue Origin. A lot of them, when they're going to send like a gateway element, that's the only thing. Okay. So they're going to send this, you know, habitat module that's going to fly out and it's going to meet up with the gateway. With us, we can send a fully loaded Orion spacecraft and an element connected together. Jesus. Uh, and, and and still have room to spare for you know small satellites, you know. So. So if you imagine like something about the size of microwave or a PC case. Yeah. Um, thirteen of those. Um, in a ring, and we just boop, 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 as we go by. Yeah. Um, there, like for for Artemis One, our first flight, um, we we have thirteen. Uh, they're from all over the world. There's like uh, university ones. There's a. <clears throat> there's one from Japan that's gonna land. And it's, a, you know, it's microwave size, which. I think it's like the weirdest thing ever because it's a CubeSat uh, mounted inside of another CubeSat. So one is a relay so that it can they can talk to each other. Yeah. But the small one is connected to a gigantic hobby-grade rocket motor. Why? So it's this uh, little weight thing, and it's going to let go of it, and then this huge rocket motor is going to slow it down. Oh, okay, from, okay. You know, a thousand meters per second, which is like, um, let's get that in the, the old money. That'd be 3.6 million meters uh, an hour. Uh, 2,000 miles per hour, just about. Jesus. 2,200 miles per hour. So it's going to kill almost 2,200 miles per hour of speed. Okay. Okay. With this rocket engine. And once it's done, it's going to disconnect from that. And it's going to inflate this big Kevlar airbag. Yeah. It's just going to slam the surface of the I, moon. I've seen animations like that. Those are so badass. Yeah, it's it's yeah. coming down, and then it's literally just like... <laughs> and it's just like this yeah. huge thing bounces, and it's spinning. I mean, it's brilliant, though. I mean, if you don't want to oh, yeah. if you don't want to deal with, you know, how much time and energy and engineering to put stuff in where it's... Some of the Mars ones where they come down, and it's like the thing slows down, and it's almost got like a retractable... Yeah, yeah, it's again, I get it. When you go to Mars and the entire thing is in one shot, you kind of got to go balls to the wall. But you want to make it, you want to make it simpler, and mm-hmm. and something that you can do a lot of when it's just to the moon, just to the moon. Yeah. But you know, just to the moon. It's it's like said with like the CubeSats, like the shotgun approach. Like you want, yeah. Um, so yeah. Again, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, so, and I'm tying this back to earlier. So one of, one of the things that we have too, that makes like NASA a really great work environment is they do a lot of, uh, innovation type challenges mm-hmm. where so some, a lot of this never, you know, you never see it or anything like that, but, um, it goes on kind of under the surface and it's improvement things. Mm-hmm. So they'll have, a. um, you, you, they'll give you $10,000 if you win to develop your idea. Mm-hmm. So the idea could be like, hey, I want to improve uh, um, <clears throat> the material testing on this hardware and make it faster. Mm-hmm. I think we waste a lot of time on it. I have a method for doing it faster. Here it is. And then you propose it and you you get approved to move to the next step. You present before like a bigger board, you know, of people with a more legit presentation. And then... Uh, once you've done that and they like it, 
then they'll give you the money and you go pursue it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those come up and they, they, they range in all sorts of things. There's one about like how to cultivate food or bring and keep food, you know, mm-hmm. like is an MRE the best idea? Mm-hmm. Is there any current technology to grow things on the surface in a compact method? You know, how do you feed people during a 60, 90 day mission? Mm-hmm. So a lot of those, you know, they're just like, we, we, we want to see ideas and then we want to connect people with those ideas with, you know, the resources to investigate them. Mm-hmm. So one of those is uh, a mission idea to land objects on the surface to study it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really, really in its infancy right now. They just the other day ended the, uh, the first open call for it. So it's like a, a Reddit page with upvotes, basically. <laughs> no, no lie. And it's it's only like the agency, you know, that that can open it and vote, and uh, and comment and all sorts of things. And everyone, you know, here's the challenge. Here's idea, 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 and you can upvote each one uh, that you know that you like. Mm-hmm. And then the voting closes. There's like a second session, and they look at it and they they go onward. And I ended up submitting one. Um, for it because you know why not yeah they're open to anyone yeah sometimes people throw out like a a very not fully mature idea and then you'll see in the comments like a bunch of people are working it out Mm -hmm. um how that might work so for mine shotgun approach i I really (laughs) like the uh the airbag technique of landing yeah and just building something really rugged so you know you drop it and it's like this orbital drop shock unit yeah that hits the ground and it once it hits the the ground you know it's fine yeah and it's there and it's gonna do its job yeah so my uh uh my my concept was like you have a like a a mothership and the mothership has a rack you know of like dozens yeah like a hundred small robots mounted to it yeah and they all have those little rocket motors and airbags and they all go just shoot them down yeah don't even need a model survive yeah yeah so uh on top of that um you know you have this whole swarm rovers are kind of delicate you know you got wheels yeah wheels can so these are like uh that there's videos of them online they're called hedgehog uh, is developed by the Jet Propulsion Laboratory to go land on like asteroids and stuff, and it's literally a box. Mm-hmm. It's a cube with rubber feet on all the corners, and it has wheels inside. It can spin up the wheel, and it has like a like a disc brake inside. Yeah, grab wheel, and it, when the wheel stops spinning, the rest of the cube wants to spin, so it like throws itself. Oh, so, okay, so it doesn't get stuck. Yeah. So, but but it can do this like in really small amounts, so it can. Uh, it can like just go one rotate mm. and then it rotate the other way and mm. it can like have a direction that it wants to go yeah and get so my my concept is like sending a lot of those to the surface and then they can all do prospecting and stuff and fan out and, yeah uh like uh i i got to talk with the team who built them who he's like a pretty young dude and he he was like yeah we we aren't currently funded to continue research but we have you know, the base level for when it needs to be taken off the shelf, we can use it. And um, I'm hoping that, you know, because it, it just ended, like, the first phase of the, the challenge, that I can uh, I can win the 
the proposal and then get them their funding and we can go investigate this as a real Hell yes. Artemis mission. Yes. So uh, you'd have all these all these you know cubes all landing and in you know talking through the idea because you know my area knowledge is here and area knowledge is here. There's just overlap sure. and stuff. Sure. And I'll kind of uncover this picture of what what you can do. Um, they're like uh, you, you could you could have them all have like a seismometer, you know, to listen and sense the ground. Mm. All spread out like that, like like you know you have on the map, like they're all over the place. Yeah, uh, you can map the surface under the crust and determine the locations of resources yeah. by listening in all these different spots for when there's like a small meteorite that yeah. hits the surface. Yeah. So like a sound, and the sound propagates yeah. through the surface, and because they're all listening, yeah, and they know the time and where they are they can then communicate back to each other and make a and, picture and make an image yeah well, yeah i was just thinking as you said that put them all over the place and then you could almost have like up on the mothership you could just have like like a kinetic strike vehicle yeah. and it just not only that but you don't have to go well how big was the media like you could have you could know the exact weight and the exact force and you could be like this thing is hitting this hard and we know it's propagating yeah. this way. You can literally be, yeah, it's like, now everyone go over here and listen. And yeah, man, the sonar, just just light up the whole yeah. surface. There it is. That's where all our stuff is. That's where we should land. Yeah. Rob, exactly. you're going to be the, and, you're going to be the director of NASA, Rob. No, no, I, I just, you know, it, it's, it's just neat. Cause uh, you get to um, like, there's no barrier to entry to those challenges. Yeah. Like you get a whole spectrum of like, well, that's that's not too great of an idea or whatever, but you know, there's there's nothing stopping you from putting it out there. You yeah. Know? So anybody can put something up. It can be as mature or not mature. <laughs> One group was like, "These are our robots." Yeah. You know, this we are making these right now. Yeah. You know, and uh, um, then there's like, this is a an idea, like this, purely like here's a diagram. I got nothing else. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then there's one where it's like kind of in the middle where there is a robot. It's like this, but it's not made for this application necessarily, but it could be. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, that, that's just like one of the cool things. And with the whole program direction, it's all about like go and stay. Yeah. So we got like nuclear reactors that are like theoretically going to be able to be deployed on the surface. Um, you know, because solar panels, huge array. Yeah. Drop a new down there. That's a little, a little right tiny there, thing. powers everything. And run and runs Mars, forever. Yeah. You've already developed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you did a good job at at I know you don't officially represent NASA, but I was, like you've you've completely switched my mind on all of this. Like again, because of the I guess the lack of the online presence, someone like me goes like yeah, like what is this? Oh, it costs so much. Oh, why are we going back to the moon? Blah blah blah. Everything you just explained, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's almost like going. It's like it's almost like we never went to the moon. Like what Kennedy yeah. say? Put a man on the moon and bring him back to Earth safely. That's it. We did yeah. other stuff up there, but like how you just broke it down over the last hour is you've completely you've converted me. I'm not that <laughs> not that I'm, a, I'm by any means knowledgeable in this stuff, but you've just got me amped up, amped up for this. So, yeah, yeah. 
Dude, you need to act. You need to act as their uh, their online presence. Well, I, I like like I said, I always try and like if somebody's like, why why does this cost so much? I don't like that. I'm be like, well, you know, it's pretty. When when you come down to it, it's cheaper. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel cheaper. It yeah. feels like it takes forever. Nothing's yeah. ever happened, and it's the most expensive thing ever. Yeah. But that that's that's perception. Yeah. And then and perception when it encounters like reality, you know, you have. It's hard to do stuff like yeah. this, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's like the there's a lot of tracks, and they're all kind of converging on this like one thing, and that's like you, you will soon be able to live on another planetary body mm. with current technology. Like it, it, it was like, yeah, you you could do that. You could build a nuclear reactor and drop it somewhere. But now it's like, well, that is the nuclear reactor that they're building right yeah. now. There's like a um like uh i think it's motherboard or whatever some youtube channel mm-hmm. they have a video and like this is it this is the prototype for it this yeah. is what they're working on this is the production version you know yeah it's it's very simple to just oh it's you know and not only that it's like i said there's no one hitting back against spacex so it's like spacex said that it's you know it's all a bunch of money and it's not gonna work and we've already been to the moon but I, the way you just described it, and I think you also said it perfectly, is like, not only is it better than the, what we did with the Apollo program, it's you can't even just compare it dollar for dollar and be like, look how much, look how much cheaper it is in the Apollo program. You 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 have to then also be like, and look at what percentage of like the GDP Apollo got. Look at the blank yeah. check they got. So like, you're going at it with a fraction of what they had. And your costs, and, and you're still producing stuff at only a fraction of the cost. I mean, it's fraction, mm-hmm. fraction. It's 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 oh, it's, yeah. it's orders of magnitude better. It's just to the layman, and that's I think stems back to the lack of online presence, the lack of the meme division. Is you look at it and go, oh, we've already, we've already been to the moon. Why are we going back? It's going to cost how much? Blah blah. blah. And it's yeah, and I'm I'm completely guilty of that. But you just did a fantastic job. You, I'm, I'm sold on it. I'm screw SpaceX. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on board now. Um, well, and funny thing is, you know, all, all these other providers, you know, you got SpaceX out there, uh, ULA, they're all like, they're gun ho for it because they're like, people are going to need launches to do yes, these, yes, these small lander missions. Contract you know? them, yeah. There's these land companies who developed these landers, you know, over the past few years, and they're like, we're just trying to develop this technology. Now they're getting tapped. They're like, hey. Stanford University has an experiment that they need put on the surface. Yeah. They're willing to pay this much, and here's a grant from NASA to cover the rest of the cost. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. It's like, uh, Shit. It, it's not a, it's not a alone. It's not like SLS is going to carry the whole mission. It's not like mm. Starship or Falcon Heavy or Vulcan mm. or any of that's going to carry the whole mission. It's, you cannot get the mass up fast enough and the launches done and parts completed fast enough unless everyone is all in. So, yeah. you know, you got Russia building parts, you have ESA building our, our service module, the, the Orion spacecraft, you know, you got the capsule on the yeah. front and the solar panels on the back. The service module is European. So it's built by uh, Airbus and it's sent over and then attached to an American capsule and then launched here. Dude, this is exciting. I know, right? This it's, is this legitimately really exciting. Cool. And the worst uh, thing is, is I didn't know any of this. Maybe I just live under a rock, but 
Yeah. Uh, it's again, it's not it's not out there as much. It it, it is, but you gotta look for it. Yeah. You know? That's the thing yeah. is, yeah, but you, yeah, you can't you can't depend on people to look for it. You gotta have people that you gotta have it just out there and in your face, like. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, and that that's the thing is launches make news, mm. but prepping for launches doesn't as much. Yeah. Well, yeah, because no one wants to hear it. It's like show me when it's done. It's because, yeah. you know, how many how many past administrations have said and we're going back to the moon. It's like it's almost become like it's it's almost like a cliche, like, oh, make sure you say that we're going back to the moon. Like. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it, you know, it, it's cool because. It, it, that's what's happening, you know, it's like literally like we are going to go back to the moon and it's going to be a permanent you know, long-term presence, and, you know, you have, trying to find this, this photo here. Yeah. Um, all of them are shit quality. No, you're fine. Uh, yeah, it's... But, uh, but like, like there, things things are moving forward, and it's, it's, a, it's a slow crawl, it's a march. Mm. Um, I, I really like the uh, Blue Origin motto. Yeah, it's, yeah. Slow is smooth, it, smooth is fast. Well, it's a uh, uh, um, slowly forward, ferociously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, l- I listened to Space Barons, and it's basically the breakdown. It's a book, but it's like the breakdown between SpaceX and Blue Origin. And yeah, mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos' whole thing is yeah. It's almost like it's almost like a huge like cog. It's like it moves slowly, but it like demolishes everything in its path. But it's just it's like exactly. a gla- it's like a glacier. It's like it's only gonna move an inch a year, but it's going to literally ground mountains to dust. It's yeah, yeah. Nothing will will stop the momentum. Basically. Yeah, it's so, it goes slow, but it's like a, it's going. A quick pan. So this is this is our real course stage. This is gonna take us, you know, on our capsule back, you know, in a, a couple years basically. Not not even a couple years under under a couple years basically. But that's going to fire, you know, in a few months and kind of usher in a whole new age of, you know, this whole Artemis program and uh, new lunar exploration. So Hell yeah. And, like, it's there. It's it's in the test stand right now. Um, they're, uh, they're working on it, getting it ready. There's a lot of wires and plugs to check and get hooked mm-hmm. up. So, mm-hmm. you know, slow, slow and steady, you get there. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Exactly. God damn. Exactly. Um, but you know, it's it's great because like the the first one, the first Artemis uh, uh, mission on Orion and SLS, it it's gonna have like a decent amount of outreach to it, and when that thing flies, it will be the news. Oh yeah. You know. Oh like yeah. It, it will, and it will dominate the news cycle because that capsule will be there for a month, going around the moon. Yeah. And as a part of it. It has it is covered in HD cameras. Yeah. So, uh, um, a really cool one out on the solar panel that does a selfie of it. It it has a real purpose of inspecting the solar panels to make yeah. sure they're fine. Yeah. But also, it gives you a beautiful shot of the capsule and the moon behind it, basically. Yeah. And eventually, the Earth behind it too. Yeah. If yeah, the they better be utilizing that. They got. Did that launch? They they need to be blowing that thing up like the goddamn Super Bowl. They yeah yeah that has to be 
not just for people that are interested. They need to blow it up so much that you, you, you can't avoid it. It's like, what the hell is this thing? What's going on? Like, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Well, it, it will be the largest rocket ever to have launched, basically. Jesus Christ. Uh, so so the, uh, the Saturn V is slightly taller in the current uh, configuration, but once it moves to the Block 1B, it will be the largest flying vehicle ever basically jesus uh it has 8.8 million pounds of thrust at takeoff what was saturn 7.5 yeah so i didn't know that i didn't know that it was gonna be more you've sold it you've sold it you've sold the game (laughs) well that's what i'm supposed to do you know (laughs) well you do you did a fantastic job um thanks yo i'll um Actually, no, I'll, I'll text you about that. Let's definitely do one after uh, in the future because you're doing your launch tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'll be flying this guy. I even yeah. I stuck Orion as cone. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This one actually is going up with it. This goes on my mini SLS. Hell but, yeah. Yeah, the rockets well, uh, right, pan it, right yeah. over there. They're, yeah. Yeah, you 3D printed that. Yeah. For everyone that's interested, yeah, that's what our previous episode was about. Um, yeah. I'm going to link your uh, your channel in the top comment. And, uh, dude, thank you for doing it, Rob. It is. Of course. It uh, is, I like talking to you. It's dude, cool to get the excitement up, you know? Dude, hell yeah. And please, again, my podcast is your podcast. Please, you don't wait for me to ask you. Tell me, Tommy, I'm coming yeah, on. We're talking about this. Cool. Great. Got it. Good. It's Yeah. Don't wait for me, dude. Literally, if you want something, let's do it. Yeah. All right, Rob. Well, um. Text me tomorrow. Let me know how your launches go. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, Hello. dog. All right, man. Peace. Peace.